What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams, GP, and Tavish. And apparently, GP's making noise. So, what, what were you doing, uh, GP? What? What? Why were you? Why were you making that noise? I'm uh, just trying to get ready for the morning, the morning show. Oh, we're already oh, on. God. We're, we're already on. So, oh, good we're morning, already GP. on. Yeah, we're already on. Good morning, oh, well, GP. Good How morning. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> well. I'm just uh, worried about a whole bunch of people that are immunocompromised that are going to be forced to go into a lab to get their work done because our because uh, a corporate off one of these offices uh-huh. medical offices closed their doors and didn't uh-huh. tell all their employees. So now all these immunocompromised people have to go to where they test for COVID nineteen and they have to go get their blood tested. Okay, this is baloney. Okay. And does it work the same out there as it does in other states where you've got one person that's confirmed and then they have 16 more on top of that? Is that how that works? Oh, you know, kind of. Yeah. But, you know, when you want to go with okay, you want to you want to go there about the 16? Not really. No, no, I really don't, because we're going to be talking about covid today. And I really I I don't even want to talk about it, but we're going to have to because that's all that's in the news. So we're going to have to talk. But. I do want to welcome someone else we haven't seen in a while. Tavish, how are you doing this morning? Very well, sir. I hope your day is going as well. I'm having a great day. Thank you very much. Uh, it, it's been uh, it's been a better day than yesterday. Yesterday was one of those off days. You ever have those off days where you just like things just don't work right? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. How are things in your neck of the woods, sir? Well, I must give people credit. We finally convinced people that wearing a mask is not the end of the world. But what they do now, they take their shirts off and use their shirt as a mask. So it's one step forward and two steps back. But at least they're wearing a face covering. So I suppose that's something on the positive side. Have you been listening to our uh, to our podcast the last week or so? Have you, have you did, like possibly last week? Did you pay any attention to any of that stuff? I honestly haven't had a chance. My schedule's been all over the book. So it's basically work, come home, eat, clean, go to bed. <laughs> okay. my, my wonderful life. All right. You should give our podcast a listen to, I believe it was last Wednesday. It's called The Uselessness of Masks. And we talk about the actual size of the virus itself in relation to the cloth masks that they're making people wear. And it's completely, well, I tell you what, I'll just let the episode speak for itself and then you can make your own decision. Because, I mean, you're a big kid, right? You don't, you don't need a government to tell you what you can and can't do, right? That's correct. But I also look at it as the fact that we have a responsibility to society as a whole to do what we can to help tamp down the spread of the virus. So the way I look at it, it's not so much protecting myself from other people. I'm helping other people be protected from me in case I'm asymptomatic. Oh, you put too much faith in your government, (laughs) You put too much faith in your government. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's one of those things you hope for the best, but you plan for the worst. That's the way I kind of look at it. Have you ever seen what we wear when we go out on a viral biological event? I've seen anything from a hazmat suit to I've seen people wearing bras over their face. So I've seen the whole gamut. Well, see, that's the difficulty we're having, you know, that um, these masks. Okay, have you ever worked in a lab? Have you have you done any kind of like micro or studied any microbiology or anything like that? I have seen people suiting up for lab work. I have oh not God, personally been things. involved in it. Okay. One one of the fun things, you know what a pe- you know the petri dishes? Yes. 
Well, your mask becomes a Petri dish. And this is this is a regulation across the board. This is across the country. Your mask should be disposed of. And now with this with the cloth mask, there's some new regulations about washing every 10 minutes. Is anybody doing that? The max it can last before actually becoming a contaminant, as in harmful to yourself, is four hours. Is that, did they tell anybody like about that? that? I they heard something about that. that, but I also know a lot of hospitals are still short in some areas of the PPE. So the, okay, uh, uh, okay, this <laughs> they're they're changing masks. They're doing stuff. Short does not mean they don't have them. Short just means they don't have 30 day supply. They don't have 15 day supply. They don't have 10 day supply, depending upon the hospital and or clinic. They have the equipment. It's just when they say short, like some of the hospitals are like, we're short. We normally keep six months supply of masks. We only have four. So therefore they list themselves as short. That's uh, they are changing their masks on a regular basis. But not all the laboratories or collection facilities are doing that. They're having their people wear, because the second you put moisture on any of these masks, moisture, and we're talking hot breath. And during this summer here, I'm telling you, you're breathing pretty hot and heavy. One of the things that bacteria loves, dark places. They love it. It's awesome. They also love moist places. And moles and fungi love food particles to grow on. So after you get done eating, do you sterilize your mouth before you put your mask back on? I must admit, I probably do not. You don't. Well, GP, I, GP, don't I tell it. you what I do. <laughs> I, I tell you what I do. Bruce and I adopted a new method when it comes to the mask, when it comes to eating. We, mm-hmm. we adopted a new method. Bruce and I were talking about the other day on on one of the other podcasts mm-hmm. we were doing. And it's it's the one where it has the, the slot in it to where when you get mm-hmm. the fork up to your mouth, the mask mm-hmm. opens up with your mouth. Mm. So, so you can actually, (laughs) so you can eat with the mask on, right? It's got the sensor in it. So where when you get the fork up, it opens the mask automatically. So you don't have to really worry about not being protected while you're eating. I'm sorry. That's just about the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But can we, can we, can we get off of COVID stuff, please? Is that possible? Because this is supposed to be like, this isn't, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm not talking about about COVID. I'm talking about about masks. I'm talking about, I'm talking about masks, but it doesn't mean COVID. I'm talking about pneumocystis bacteria. I'm talking about bacteria. Yes. I'm talking about the staphylococcal bacteria you you and your lab talk you just need to get back in a lab so yes i do need i wanted to i wanted to bring this up right (laughs) dunkin donuts i got some bad news gp because this is you guys you guys run off this stuff dunkin donuts right they're closing 450 locations by the end of 2020 did you hear about it i didn't hear about the number but i did hear they were closing poorly performing locations Mm-hmm. I take it GP doesn't go to Dunkin' Donuts. That's why he didn't react to it. So I, uh, I do periodically will do you? go to a Dunkin' Donuts. I try actually, we have a Dunkin' Donuts in my neighborhood and I'm very big about if I go out to eat or do get a snack or something to help supplement our local businesses. And I don't care if it's, a, I'll just get a, I just get a donut, but I believe that we should spread the wealth. But that's just, you know, that's neither here or there. Eh, just yeah, spread the wealth there. around. Yeah, just just spread the yeah. wealth around. Yeah, make sure everybody gets a fair shot, right? Yeah. Well, uh, no, no. Sorry, but if you though. do that this way, okay, stop. Because if we're talking about, you know, reading I was making a wealth, joke. A I was making a joke, GP. I wasn't serious, right? It's like okay. that we don't get serious till later on today, right? We, okay. we, we don't okay. get serious till later on today. They're also, did, Bruce, didn't you say they were closing some uh, some Starbucks places as well? Yeah, the the article didn't mention how many Starbucks were actually closing, but uh, there's some Starbucks closing as well as uh, Dunkin' Donuts, which specifically the Dunkin' Donut ones, they're mostly inside of gas stations. You know, the the ones that are, you know, combination or whatever you want to call it. Gas and donuts. That does not sound like a good combination. <laughs> 
You know, the CEO of Starbucks came out a few months ago and he said, or no, it's been, it was like a year ago, I think. And he said that he was talking about cops that come into Starbucks and he says, guns and coffee don't mix. Well, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. I I can't tell you the last time I was on a gun range where they didn't have a pot of coffee going at the gun club. Oh, no kidding. Well, because you'll shoot more bullets because you're like, oh, yeah, let's shoot more bullets. See, that's there's that's a capitalist thing going on there, but that's money making. Oh. Quick correction. Starbucks is closing 400 over the next 18 months. 400. 400. Really? That's a lot that of places. That is painful because that's a lot of first-time workers' jobs gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where are all the snooty people going to go to get coffee then? Uh, I guess they're just going to have to go to their next uh, their next college campus uh, and, and figure it out what, what they're going to do there. Okay, good, good. They're, they're so, not allowed on campus, though. What, Starbucks are not allowed on campus? No, no, no. I mean, the students aren't allowed on campus because COVID-19. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That, yes, that's right. Yes, of course. But, yeah, of course, back to this COVID stuff. All right. Televangelists, right? <laughs> uh, televangelists. Got COVID-19. You want to talk about COVID? <laughs> televangelists got COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> Televangelists, <laughs> yeah, televangelists, right? They, uh, they, they got a whole bunch of money. Uh, some of them did. They got a whole bunch of money. Specifically, one in Dallas got a whole bunch of money. Looks like it was approved for. It says millions uh, in pandemic aid. And it was one that hosted Pence. This is Joyce Meyer Ministries. It looks like, like yeah, religious organization approved for about eighty-eight thousand four hundred small business loans. So this is part of that um, that uh, that some of that bailout money. The church was approved for five to ten million dollars, the largest sum of an individual entity could apply for. Do you guys think churches should be allowed to get bailout money? Because because I mean, me personally, I think that it's I think that it's okay because churches essentially, in my my humble opinion, churches are businesses too. I mean, they do a lot of charity work and, and things of that nature. So, where, where do you guys stand as far as uh, churches getting some of this bailout money? What, what do you think of that? Yep, <laughs> there we go. That's all we need to say. Yeah, right? thanks, GP. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I, I'll I'll just point out uh, I didn't see the Joyce Meyer thing when we were skimming over this earlier. Joyce Meyer is one of the ones that is a uh, prosperity preacher. Uh, sorry, what the reason sorry, I bring what, that up? Explain to me and others who don't understand that term. I, I honestly, I legit don't know that. What is a prosperity preacher? Okay, so basically, it's about um, it's okay to have wealth, basically, in, in a nutshell. So largely, we've had uh, in the Christian community people teach that. You shouldn't have a lot of wealth. You should be, um, uh, how do, how do I want to explain it? Basically all your money should be going to charity and you shouldn't be, ha- you shouldn't have a lot of money. You shouldn't have things. You shouldn't have any of those things. You know, you, you should be giving it all out, um, and not enjoying life yourself. Uh, but making sure everyone else is covered. And the idea of providing for yourself first before you provide for others is kind of thrown out the window. Whereas Joyce Meyer and some of these other big names, um, uh, they teach that, no, uh, it's okay to have things, uh, you know, and and to enjoy things and help people at the same time, right? You, You can do both. And those types receive a lot of flack from both secular and Christian um, organizations. So, well, really any religious organization. So the the fact that they're specifically called out in this is not surprising. But to answer your question, I I think they should should get money. Sorry. 
Go ahead, Tavis. I, the general principle, I don't have a problem with, but are the mom and pop churches, so to speak, are they getting any of that money? Or is it like, I, I've heard sports franchises have been getting the money, uh, large corporations. To me, it seems like they should be on the second tier. I mean, if there's money left over, great, apply for it. But I think to me personally, the money should be going to the, the little people, the mom and pop, whether it's uh, businesses, churches, people that don't have a lot of funds available. They don't have a lot of parishioners. When you look at this mega church, you know, when they say they have thousands of members and whatnot, I don't think they're hurting as bad as, say, the ones that may only have 100, 150 parishioners. So while I think churches in general should be able to apply for it, I think there should be preferences in terms of the smaller churches first. Then you move up the line. And finally, the mega churches should be eligible if money is left over. But I'm not sure they should be getting first priority. Uh, just to kind of chime in, because I've I've had experience with both small church and large church, the amount of people that actually donate to churches, uh, you would be surprised at the the few how few people actually do. But that said, these churches have been closed down. Like you've not been able to attend church for what three months four months, however long it's been, and they've had no income from from that. So, I mean, they still have bills to pay. They still have, and they, and the larger churches, I mean, they, they employ hundreds and the small churches, you know, you, you have a small staff, right? So this article is saying that there's 88,000 religious organizations received loans uh, in this, whereas some of these uh, larger churches received uh, millions in, in loans, which by the way, large facility, large campus that costs millions to run taxes, uh, as well as, you know, electrical bills and all that water, whatnot. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many of the small churches really, uh, to, to your point, I don't know how many of the, the small churches received out of that 88,000, uh, that were approved. But with the mega churches, you see them put on these fancy, um, televised shows um, over the internet and whatnot, so they can still appeal to their parishioners, whereas the smaller churches, if they're lucky, they might be on the radio or a PBS station, but I just don't see them having the broadband appeal or ability to get out to all their parishioners that the mega churches have. You know, some of them have their own TV studios, if I remember correctly. So, again, I think they should, but I also think there should be some type of way of going, hey, let's see if, you know, if you're doing okay, you can apply for it, but let the ones that are really hurting bad, let them get a piece first and then see what's left over. But I do think churches overall should be eligible for it. But before we go on to, you know, yes or no, isn't this just a loan anyway? It's a loan. They have to pay it back. So what's the difference? Yes, that's true. It's a loan. It's yes. a loan. Yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, here, it's, here, here's 50 bucks. You got to keep paying me back. <laughs> okay. I think, it's a little bit more, yeah. I think it's a little bit more than 50 bucks, GP. I mean, we're talking about, you know, okay, five 50 to million. million bucks. Well, they're, they're printing money like it's toilet paper. So yes, you know what? That's they're actually true. printing more money. They printed more money than we have toilet paper rolls. Don't believe me? Go to any store and try and get toilet paper. <laughs> they have plenty of cash in the register. No damn toilet paper on the shelves. Okay. Quick note as and well. And back to our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd like to thank Charmin Toilet Paper today for being on this. <laughs> God bless I, Honestly, right. Honestly, this this whole we, we shouldn't even be talking about all the bailouts that the government had to do. We shouldn't have shut down in the first place, right? It should have been the businesses that were like, yeah, okay, we we'll, we'll shut down. We'll 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 do it on our own volition. It shouldn't have been the government saying you're going to shut down. We we should no. Uh, so I mean, really, we shouldn't even be having this discussion in the, in that sense, right? So what do we do? 
And we're not supposed to be talking about COVID. Just remember, no, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk. I don't about want to COVID. talk about COVID. I don't want to talk about COVID. So I, I want to. I want to talk about some actual like real stuff. I. I, I mean, I. I want to talk. Anybody seen the price of pork in the store? What is what is the price of pork over there? What's it doing? What What's it doing? Okay. Well, if you want to buy a pound of bacon, it can cost you up to upwards of ten dollars. Good lord! What in the For world pound. are you? What in the bacon. world are you people doing over there? That's just crazy. It's the no, shortages in the meat plant. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's just that's nonsense. OK, so I wanted to talk about something, something really important. I mean, something like, oh, I don't know, uh, Kanye West running for president. Uh, he's got a new clothing line out, possibly one of the Kardashians. I mean, I'm just I'm being completely sarcastic. I'm not I'm not being serious. Let's talk Joe okay, Biden's. Kanye is running. It, is Kanye he actually is serious? Is he actually serious? Well, I don't know. But it wouldn't be there's an exploratory committee oh, out there gosh. for him. Well, yeah, but I mean, Whether that doesn't, does or not. I don't know. But that, they're laying groundwork, actually... and that's scary. Oh, that's nonsense. Like, it's first uh, of all, it's, it's too late. Publicity. Yeah, it's it, exactly. It's a PR campaign. So uh, let's talk about Joe Biden's pick, right? This, uh, well, it's, it, she's not a quote pick yet, uh, but they're talking, they're promoting this um, this Duckworth woman. Do any of you know Who? anything about her? Are Tammy you talking Duckworth? the mayor of Atlanta? No, no, no. That's that's uh, what's her name? Uh, Longbottom or whatever it is. This is. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. That's her name or Bottoms or something. I I don't know. I don't know. Ke- Keisha Bottom, whatever her name is down there. I have no idea. But this is Senator Tammy Duckworth, right? She is. She's a Democrat, and she lost both of her legs while she was deployed in the Middle East. Um. So I mean, it's uh, you know that's that's is what it is. Uh. You know, it's unfortunate, but. Um, this is uh, this is the possible that uh, that seems to be being floated in the uh, in the media. So uh, do, do any of you know anything about her? Bruce, you got anything on her? I, I honestly I know nothing of her other than she was a helicopter pilot. So um, why are believe... they why are they pushing her then? What, what's so special about her? Well, I, I think they're partly pushing her because she is ex-military and. So you can't really put up an argument to say, well, she's not patriotic. She doesn't care about the, the country. Right. And I think that's kind of that push as well as um, uh, she's a woman and she was also injured. So you can't obviously she has a lot of check marks. So, you know, she's she's injured. So you can't make fun of her or mock her because, you know, she's in one of the protected groups. Or I, I assume uh, people with injuries are still in the, the, the protected groups, are they not? Or has that changed? Who have lost limbs are protected. But if you're a chucklehead, then I'm sorry, that doesn't cut the mustard with me. If you're a chucklehead, you're a chucklehead. Sorry, you might have been disabled, but, you know, a chucklehead's a chucklehead. But I, I have well, heard is about it, her. What's the content of her character? It doesn't matter if you're disabled. If you hate America and hate everything that it stands for, and you want to turn it into somewhere else, that's a problem I have. Uh, that's I what was, I meant by chucklehead. I, I agree. Right. Uh, what I meant by that statement was it was a more or less a joke towards social justice warriors and mm-hmm. that whole mantra that we're supposed to be walking by now. Mm-hmm. So and, what do we know? Do, what's, what's her character? I mean, you got to you look at every single thing person that we're looking at and what how is that going to affect the future that you want i mean what do you that's how i look at everything when i vote or when i do anything is is this part of my plan to how i would like to see the future do i want to see a future where all of us get along absolutely is this person going to promote so my big thing is we're all going to get along we're going to be prosper you know the process i want prosperity for everyone I did, you know, if you work hard or do whatever, you should get a reward, you know, basically. Do we know anything about this person's character? Anybody? She immigrated from Thailand. Okay. Ex-military, like I said. I believe it was Army Reserve, I believe. Past that, she went into Congress right after that, I believe. 
Does um, she care for the country or does she want to take it down? From what I've That's heard, what she's a social moderate. Stance. She does not want to tear the country down. I've, I've heard her speak a few times, but I didn't really know who she was. But she did talk about engaging and having everybody involved rather than small select groups leading the way. Or She wants to be inclusive rather than exclusive. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but I mean, she's not a firebrand or a rabble rouser. She's mm -hmm. not out in the fringe in terms of social justice and things like that. She strikes me more as a middle of the road, um, moderate conservative, moderate liberal, but she's more a middle of the road person to me. At least that's just my take on what I've heard her talk about. Right off the bat, let's see, one of the hot topics right off the bat, she's for abortion. She believes... Uh, the public should pay for it. Churches should pay for it. Um, what? It should be uh, keep federal funding for family planning clinics. Uh, this was things that she's voted for, by the way. Pro-choice. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Voted no on prioritizing spending in case debt limit is reached. Equal pay for equal work. Um, LGBT equality. So basically, basically yeah. the question is, is where is she going to stand going forward with all this this nonsense that's going on out in the streets and all that stuff? Where, where's that going to go? That's the real question here is where she's going to stand. So unfortunately, I, I think we're just going to have to let time tell and we're going to have to wait and see because they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with this uh, this virtual uh, DNC, which, by the way, I don't think Joe's going to be on the ticket. I, I really don't think they're going to uh, they're going to let that go through. So I think they're trying to work a, work a way around this right now to, to try and figure out how to get him off the ticket and get him replaced with somebody. So and who knows? We shall see. But we are going to have to jump out of here. So thank you guys for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.